Welcome to the Worst Wrestling Podcast. I am one of the three hosts. I am Justin, and my better half is, is back. <laughs> Damien is here. Damien, how are you? I'm doing really well. Uh, excited to be back and recording, finally. And our first video cast right here, baby. Baby. First one. First one. <laughs> But it's our first, but then this is also the very first episode that we have a new family member, a not even a host. Remember, I don't I don't like to call people hosts. We have I'll have to come up with a name, but as of right now we have I had like the better half and um let's see third. here. The better third. We'll go for a better third. <laughs> we have that. we 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 Brad. Brad, welcome, welcome to the Worst Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to to the family. You were you you were uh, episode with me. Then you did an episode with Damien. Now yeah. you're part of the team, man. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, I'm considered the worst as well. So I'm glad to be here. Glad to be <laughs> part of it. <laughs> well, I, I truly do appreciate it. And before we get rolling into everything, uh, just so everyone knows that this podcast is affiliated with Super Kicks. That's S-P-R-K-I-X. Uh, visit S-P-R-K-I-X.com. Put in a promo code WORST and you'll receive 10% off your entire order. So again, S-P-R-K-I-X.com. Promo code WORST. Receive 10% off your entire order. Ooh, so man, That's professional shit right there. I try to do... I was running through my head like all day today. I was that was the one thing I was practicing. Other than that, this just goes to the flyer. It just, it just comes out. But that was the one thing I was just kind of going back through my head. How this how I was gonna do it. This how I was gonna do it. So uh that's not where on material. It's not, but I had to feel like I feel like I had to nail at least that one. Yeah, yeah. We we had to at least get through that and then we can just completely go off the rails. Like, exactly. just utterly, utterly abomination at this point. Uh, oh, oh, for sure. For sure. So, uh, real, real quick, uh, let's throw out some some uh, some handles so our viewers, our listeners, now viewers, because they're going to be seeing us, uh, yeah. vi- visually and audio. Um, but uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter, First Wrestling. Uh, we also have an Instagram account. I'll definitely have to be a little bit more active on that. Um, and that's the worst wrestling podcast. Uh, but those are kind of the, the two major handles for this show. Obviously, YouTube will probably be there is a channel already created on YouTube. It just has the podcast kind of just in its normal form with no video, just the mm-hmm. audio. And that's uh, just go on YouTube, you type in the worst wrestling podcast, and it, it, it's there. Yeah. Uh, I know Instagram is one of the hardest ones for like a podcast to promote on. Yeah. I had yeah. such an issue with my old podcast when we were promoting on Instagram. It was just like, how the hell do you take a video or an audio medium and put it into a picture video kind of, fo- whatever. Yeah. It's just, a, yeah. it's just take a pain a snapshot in the ass. Of the waveforms. Well, yeah, you can do put that. Waveforms up. Yeah. I guess that works. I don't know. Like we always did, um. This is this is uh, inside baseball here. So here you go. We always did uh, <laughs> like pictures behind of, the like, curtain. Yeah, we, we're breaking kayfabe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> curtain call. Curtain call. Yeah. Um, 
but we always did pictures of like who we were talking about that week or something like that or like yeah. like what related to the episode or even just like the episode art we would just like flood it that way but no i like the waveform thing i never really understood how i was going to be able to do that <laughs> i was just trying to be funny and obviously it didn't land so <laughs> oh, okay well <laughs> so so real quick damien where, where can we find you you can find me at Damien underscore Miller on Twitter. You can hear me rant about how terrible the Eagles are or, you know, how much I hate WWE. Um, that's normally what I tweet about. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, awesome. over to you. Where, we can, where can we find you, sir? And you can find me. I'm the blue check mark in this room uh, at Pedersen Reports, which is spelled P-E-D-E-R-S-E-N Reports. R-E-P-O-R-T-S. Uh, and also you can check out uh, my friends over at Wrestle Rumble, uh, at Wrestle Rumble on Twitter and Instagram. I'm only on Facebook, or not Facebook, I'm only on Twitter because I have a really, really good look for Twitter, not Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so, hold on. I have a question, Mr. Oh, I got a blue check mark. How the hell did you manage to get that, by the way? I was going to ask you the same personality. thing. I was actually a reporter at the Pittsburgh Tribune uh, Review for over a decade. And I guess being there made me enough of a media personality because I made fun of stuff a lot on Twitter. And uh, here I am. I got the blue check mark. I'm a big deal. You guys should realize that. I, We're not I don't know that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let's let's keep that behind the behind the behind the curtain. We're not letting people into that one. We're keeping that okay, one behind. Warrior. You gonna hold us up for money now? <laughs> Ridiculous. He's gonna he's gonna leave us twice. Uh, leave us twice and come back, and then he's still gonna he's still gonna hit the leg drop. Oh, hey, there's your ceiling. <laughs> yeah, it was just that was me leaving. <laughs> He's I just threw it down in disgust and I'm done. Nice half minute with you. <laughs> so, uh, today, I know, uh, today we are finally doing our our big get-together as a, as a family. So, what better way than to discuss factions? I mean, we've kind of created our own, the worst wrestling faction, uh... <laughs> that's what I'm dubbing what? it. I'm, I'm changing the Twitter. I'm changing the Twitter group chat to the worst faction ever. <laughs> you can, you can, you can do that. But I personally, in my head, for some reason, it just naturally just comes out where we're just a three man power trip. I, I'm okay with the three man power trip. Yeah, it I mean, just, I'm pretty full cool myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? We have enough facial hair to make three men. Like, let's be real. <laughs> I cut a bunch off just recently, too. It was I, I'm actually going to make a sweater with what I pulled off of my face the other day. Do you see, yeah, do you the, see the beard coming through here, buddy? <laughs> I see that, man. I just have like, the gonna be a Bato Loco thing going on with my goatee. <laughs> you know what? You throw on a mask, easily Rey Mysterio to any white supremacist. I promise. <laughs> And on election night of all nights. Right? Yeah. <laughs> all right so, Just go to so any precinct, you'll find a couple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, 
So next week, I will be wearing a Rey Mysterio mask, and uh, that's how I'll be recording for the rest of the time. <laughs> screw, <laughs> screw the fact that Halloween was four days ago. We're doing it next week, damn it. Yes. yes. That's why I we're going... the worst. Yes. <laughs> I, I am going to invest all of my money into a mask. I mean, granted, okay, so, so just for everybody to know, Last week was hell to my wallets and to my uh, to my banking. Uh, yeah, why did first you say a pre-recorded uh, a pre-recorded podcast, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so last week was supposed to be the first uh, uh, time that we were gonna get together. We were gonna record, and then all of a sudden, I was getting things prepped, and my laptop just decided just not to turn on or do anything at all. So I had to purchase a new laptop. Then I had to purchase a new furnace, and that which was like thirty one hundred dollars. So between that and and uh, buying a laptop, and then I had to buy, you know, I had to give Uncle Sam one hundred and sixty bucks for a sticker to put on your license plate, which is the stupidest thing ever. Jeez. I had to give him that. So so it's been it's been it's been hell, but I'm glad that we're here, and and. Hopefully we can get something out of this because I need money. I, gotta, I need to go I find. Gotta ask you said you yeah. said a sticker on your license plate. Illinois registration's one hundred and sixty bucks. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah I have a pickup you... truck and mine's only eighty something. Mine's. 40. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. I have yeah, an eighty bucks and a year. Forty. Oh. Yeah, that's the no. one advantage of PA apparently compared to where you're at. Oh, less snow. Less snow. Uh, oh yeah, yeah I grew up on a lake. I'm cool with it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred sixty dollars for a sticker. We don't even get stickers. I paid eighty bucks to print something out with ink that I bought. Yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't even get the stickers anymore. Um, ours are in our. Ours are in our car. Yeah. Oh my god! I need to move. Pennsylvania to welcomes move. you. No, I'm a Cowboys fan. Yep. I would I would get lynched there. Uh, good. Oh, oh, you can't even go to Pittsburgh. Yeah. No, no, you're screwed. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Best, no. man. Well, no, he can't go to Pittsburgh as a Cowboys fan. He can't go to Philly as a as a Cowboys fan. I mean, there's a lot of space in between. I can't go anywhere as a Cowboys fan. <laughs> That's the it's problem. Okay. Even in Cowboys. Dallas these days. I was yeah, gonna say Dallas even, doesn't even want the Cowboys anymore. No, I can't even go into Texas because they don't want it. So I guess I'm stuck here. I guess I'm stuck here. So so, so let, let's let's get yeah. into these factions. These because we're talking so football. About we're factions. talking about we're talking about everything else except factions. But this, you know yeah, what? Well, we're doing great as a wrestling podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're wrestling with getting to wrestling, so it's very literal right now. So um I told the boys before we re- we started recording that uh, sport the sportster dot com came up with this list of the top twenty greatest factions in wrestling, and uh, this was made back in twenty eighteen. So it, it, it's it's a bit old. We don't have the UE on there, so just just remember that we don't have the undisputed era, um, or or the Pat Pack as he is now um, as I am now referring to it down in NXT which might be the greatest stable of all time. Um, <laughs> but, it with the Pat Pack. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm a massive Pat McAfee fan. I'm huge, huge Pat McAfee fan. And Fun fact, um, he grew up just down the street from where I live right now. Down there in Plop. Yep, I'm, I'm in good old 
Penn Hills, right next door to Plum. So for the people that don't really know, if you don't watch NXT or the NFL, um, Pat McAfee is the former Indianapolis Colts punter turned pro wrestler, turned manager, turned radio personality, turned entrepreneur. Um, he wears like 17,000 different hats, and I aspire to be him one day. Um, <laughs> but you want to be a punter? Listen, dude, the man got paid millions to kick a football, okay? I would love that job. Well, we better start. <laughs> well, I'm, start 20, I'm 26 <laughs> and fat, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but um neither of these two know who's on this list um so we're gonna run down and we're going to we're going to debate some of them because some of them are out there uh so kicking us off at number 20 from least to greatest or from oh the boy. least great to the most great the wyatt family what at 20 yeah I mean, this third coast straight like uphill from here because I mean the Wyatt family was pretty Seriously. solid in their day. Yeah, and especially when you have number nineteen, the Shield. What list? What what list is like? Again, seriously? remember this is 2014. So so put your mind back in that in that time frame. Maybe. I mean, they're still rather new. I get that. <clears throat> yeah, and I mean, they they had only been on the scene at two years at that point. Yeah, so that's... okay, okay, yes. I guess I'm gonna have to put myself back six years because yeah. when you look yeah, at gotta... look at it now, you're like, really? Those are that's twenty and nineteen. That's like ridiculous. Where would you put these guys? Where would you put the Y family and the Shield? Let's do that. So we'll take their ranking from 2014 and put them into a ranking now. Do you guys have a piece Behind of Behind the Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. But, but yeah, so so I have actually, you know what? I have a piece of paper here. We'll we'll do it this way. The Wyatt you family. You can do it. You can do something. So they have them at 20. We'll put Brad. And we'll put Justin, which ends up being BJ on my piece of paper, which also makes me chuckle. Um, <laughs> You're 12. <laughs> 26, guys. I am younger than you. Let me laugh at the sex joke, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? So, he said BJ. So at 20, we have the Wyatt family. Where would you guys put the Wyatt family? Why haven't you heard the rest of the list, though? Okay, yeah, okay. This we'll go through the rest of the list, and then I'll reread them, and then we'll rank them. How about that? I'm down with that. That works? Yes, let's, do it. let's do it that way. Let's do it that way. Okay, so number 19 is The Shield. Number 18. Oh, boy. Oh, Why are you chuckling? The Mean Street Posse. Are you serious? Is this a legit, is this a legit like list? Legit. Not joking. 18. Did, did they give an intern like they just needed them to do something? They're just like, here, look at this list and, you know, do what you need to do. This is the funniest thing for me. Because I, growing up, was a massive Mean Street Posse fan. 
Are you serious? <laughs> was it because you chuckled anytime they said peak gas and you thought they were talking about farts? <laughs> no, it's because there was a fat guy named Joey Hobbs. <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, no, still, I was... <laughs> so... <laughs> it, I don't know. It it's, just they always made him chuckle. After, after all these years, what were you like four when that when they were out? Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. Okay, <laughs> which makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. <laughs> so what year? What year were uh, they at? What what year was the Mean Street Posse? So at? they were 97, 97 to ninety nine. I think. I think they had like a nice fucking run. I mean, when you're yeah. Shane O'Mac best friends, of course you're gonna have a decent run. Well, yeah, that's the other thing, too, was I was a massive Shane fan. So anything that was connected to him, I was kind of like, yeah, this is golden. But again, I was four, guys. I was four. uh, Yeah, it shows. What's after me, Street Posse? Number 17, The Legacy. Really? Randy Orton, Ted DiBiase Jr., Cody Rhodes. Interesting. Yes, that's that is that Owen dude that was with them. Was his name Manu or something? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, he was only there for like a hot second, and that was actually um, Alpha Anoa Junior. Ah, gotcha. Who I've actually shared uh, locker rooms with a couple times. <laughs> really cool dude. Interesting. Nice. So number sixteen, the Nexus. Hmm. At 16, okay. 15. Uh oh. <laughs> the Blue World Order. Uh uh-uh, uh. BWO. BWO at 15. Oh boy. Have fun ranking this list later, guys. <laughs> I, I'm writing it down now. I'm, I'm typing this stuff in my yeah, phone. I'm getting a pen out. <laughs> Because this is going to be really hard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god! Oh boy, this is okay. So, can you just tell me? Listen, I'm not one for spoilers, but can you at least like just is number one like a legit number one? Yes, 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 yes. yes. The top five is a legit top five. Okay, so from. From five to twenty, it's just complete ass. Not Number complete. Two, the job squad. Yeah, legit. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> oh boy, is that? Oh no, they're not on here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, so what's at so, the PWO? Number fourteen, right to censor. Oh my. Okay. Oh boy. Right, so we have our, our work cut out. Can we just take this list, say fuck it all, and move on to something like better and put our own <laughs> people in? <laughs> well, no, this is more entertaining. <laughs> uh, I mean, once we get through this uh, monstrosity. <laughs> I think the monstrosity is the entertaining part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my um, God. Okay. Oh, boy. Number okay. 13, the Straight Edge Society. They're number 13. Mm-hmm. The I... irony of 13 with a punk rock group and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
you know, you know they they looked at that and they were like, oh, it's like the Mean Street Posse all over again. They were chuckling like you were at Joey Abs. <laughs> yeah, <That's funny. laughs> it's still it it still pops them, Brad. <laughs> every time, yeah, every time. Okay, so number twelve, the Brood. Okay. All right, so this is where you guys are probably going to say, fuck this list completely. Oh, wow. <laughs> Number 11. Oh, no, 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 no. This is the complete, like, punch your screen moment. Number 11, the fabulous Freebirds. What? What's... Why is that this low? We'll, we'll discuss it. We'll discuss it. That makes no sense. Okay, yeah, this has this list is really. Uh, it's this, all over. Does this place, guy, dude. Yeah, does this it's guy still over. work for? The, is this is this website like? How much traction does this website get? They get a lot of traction. I see them pop up on like Facebook wrestling groups a lot. Really? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, we should have now. The uh, go ahead. No, 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 I'll just say we should have contacted them before we did this. To be and like, just let them know that we're roasting the hell out of their list. <laughs> no, we need to find the yeah. person that actually made this list. <laughs> the guy who made this list is now booking the main event storylines for WWE. Would not be surprised. <laughs> Would not be surprised. Um, so funny? we're going to go into the top ten. Okay. The Dangerous Alliance. Okay. Which, in my eyes, 10 is not a bad place for that, if not a little bit lower. What? I mean, Holy Bone would at least get them to number 10. Yeah. Right. I think, I think 10's probably the best place for them. Considering who we have coming up, number 9, the Heenan family. Hmm. All right. So, number eight, the Ministry of Darkness. What? You heard what I said. (laughs) Now, just to take a step back to the Heenan family, did they specify any iteration of the Heenan family? They just uh, said the Heenan family as a whole. Because they ran almost 20 years. I mean, they were like 74 or 73 to like. Yeah, 90. they were they were in the AWA before coming to the WWE. So like, oh, yeah. I'm assuming I'm assuming they they're they mean the WWE version of the Heenan family. That's what I'm going with is the is the WWE version. And then same with the Dangerous Alliance. I would go with the WCW version of the Dangerous Alliance. Yes. Okay, so let like let's put that into context here because he had it in ECW and the AWA. I think we specifically focus on the WCW version. Gotcha. Okay, because the Heenan family went through some rough iterations, but uh, right, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. So, um, and same with like the Freebirds because the Freebirds had a, a a couple swap outs too, didn't they? A couple, yeah. So I think we go with uh with Hayes, Buddy Roberts, Terry Gordy. Like the initial Freebirds. Yep. That works? Sounds good to me. Okay. Yes. So, number seven, the corporation. Oh, my God. 
Also, I think it would be very fun if there were any of them that you would get out of this list, replace them with somebody. If you say a do not rank, you put in your own stable. Okay. That makes sense? Makes sense to me. Makes and then we can yeah, also... at this point, yes. <laughs> um, and then I think at this point, too, we can also say, um, add us on Twitter your list. Send us your list. Take a picture of your list on Twitter and send it to us. Let's see what For your sure. let's see what your top twenty are. So I'm very curious to see what what the uh, the knowledge of our fans is. So number six, evolution. Oh boy. Number five, the nation of domination. Oh boy. This is where it's going to get hard. Because okay. this is especially especially with Evolution Nation of Domination, me being about 10 years younger than you guys is going to definitely play a different role in my list than your lists. Okay. Number 4, Heart Foundation. And I'm saying the Heart Foundation with uh, Davy Boy, Owen, Brett, and um, uh, uh, no Pillman. No Pillman. Oh, no Pillman. Oh, no shit. Pillman. No Pillman. No Pillman. Pillman came in super late. Remember that. Pillman didn't really have an actual real run with the Heart Foundation. And they were the anti-Americans. I thought you had a pretty solid run with them. That was a short run, though. Mm, true. Because remember, he had he had the back injury. Mm, oh yeah. So I would say no Pillman for the Heart Foundation. We can amend so that just... if you. We can amend that if you guys want, but I think I think Pillman wasn't in enough in enough matches. Let's put it that way. Well, he definitely was not in in uh, a lot of matches at all. But just when I think of the Heart Foundation, I just automatically think of Brian Pillman being part of it. See, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't really put Pillman in the Heart Foundation. I always, I always think of him in in the Hollywood Blondes. Like that's where I put Pillman. Interesting, Brad. What do you think? Yeah, I was gonna say Brad way in. With, with Pillman, I'm definitely uh, down with the uh, Hollywood Blondes end of it. But uh, I don't know. I think when I think of WWE, that's you know, a lot of people think about that that run with Austin with the uh, infamous uh, shooting mm-hmm. angle, but uh, <laughs> I did love his time with uh, the Hearts. I mean, I yeah. thought that he was. We can keep. Just we can keep him in the Hearts. Factor. We can keep him in the Hearts. That's fine. I think we need to keep him with the Hearts personally. Okay. All right. Then we'll put Pillman with the Hearts. So number three, the NWO. We're talking the OG. OG original three. Okay, got it. Yep, yep, yep. No, we're not putting Conan. We're not putting... (laughs) We're not putting Sting, Randy Savage. uh, No. Silver. What was it? Silver. Yeah, none of that. No disciple. Okay. The original three. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And and what I will say for this is kind of opposite of what the NWO was. Number two, DX, and I say the non Shawn Michaels DX. The one with X-Pac, New Age Outlaws, China, Triple H. Mm. Yeah, I'm struggling with that one because uh, to me, because if you put, is if you the put, worker of DX. Right, but he also, then you'd only have the Triple H, China, Shawn Michaels, which is not, it's not the most popular version of DX. I almost think, like, with the X, we might just kind of, like... Do you grade it on two separate curves? <sighs> no, I just think the X is just the X. I, I think... Grade it as a whole. Yeah. I also think, though, we should look at it as uh, who's gone into the Hall of Fame. I mean, if you put it that way, you've got your shot like everybody. Yeah. You've got them all. And the same with uh, NWO. I mean, you got the OG3 that went in, and, you know, that, that was the setup. So, and Xbox. So, I was going to say, Xbox went, in, Xbox went in with the NWO then. So, then do you throw him in to the NWO on that category? Well, see, whenever I think, I think of the 30. NWO, yeah, because I just, I think of, oh, of Hall, Nash, Hogan, and, and, and Six. That's, for that's me, like that's who I think. Yeah, of. Like, I don't. I never. I, I never really had the six NWL. Uh, oh, for a I while, just, the NWO with the six ball on the back was the biggest seller of the whole T-shirt yeah. line and the whole nine. Really? See, I didn't know that. I now remember uh, again, a little younger. My my introduction to NWO is Hall Nash Hogan, and then the whole entirety of WCW. <laughs> Which, I don't rem- I don't remember the slow integration of people. So that's yeah. where I that's yeah, cuz that's that's what it was. I mean, it was it was it was Hall, Nash, Hogan and then um and then 6 was the the next member, right? Brad that was yeah. uh part of yeah. So I I would they yeah, kept I would with add the uh, WWE invasion angle of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we'll so with NWO we'll do the obviously the, we'll the big do, three and then with with, with at, at six. Yep. And then we'll and do then, DX as a whole. Yeah, because it's not like, I mean, Triple H just you know, he just had to add more people because Sean was leaving, so it wasn't like. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it happened, you know, DX just stopped, and then six months later, it got reformed. I mean, legit, Michaels lost the title after WrestleMania the next night. You know, they Triple added. H just reformed yeah. DX, yeah. That's true. So, okay. So let's, okay. let's do that. All right. Now, this is where the contention may come. Number one, Four Horsemen. And I think we do the original Four Horsemen. Horseman. Yeah. With Tully, yeah. Arn, Rick, and um oh fuck. Wyndham. Wyndham, thank you. I don't know why I was drawing a blank on that. <laughs> well, you know who I, who I can't what was the um what was the manager's name? I can't not remember his, his 
I see his face, but I cannot remember the. Uh... Yeah, I I don't really know them with a manager. To be fair, right? You know who? who AJ Dillon. Yeah, AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon. Or yeah, JJ Dillon. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's this. This is uh, complete and utter ass. Um, yeah, so, no, I agree. So. This list is absolute garbage. <laughs> I will say, up until I think the top three, this list is absolute garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very it's pretty uh, trash. Yeah, I mean, it, it's um, you know, for it to be in two thousand fourteen, still like it, it's not like the the best. I, I think that there's a lot of reshuffling that needs to be done. Yeah. Okay. So, with that being said, I like how we were going to just talk factions and now we're just ranking factions. Um, <laughs> I've completely <laughs> taken over this episode. Hi, guys. Um, <laughs> Man, we got to write this ship. <laughs> so, of, the, of these 20, who are the ones that you guys are taking out? Well, would you like to go first, Justin? Okay. Um, mean Street Posse. Yep, I took them out too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Legacy. I agree. I'm not taking them out. It does. It it did nothing. They did it on paper. It looks good, but I don't think what they did for the business did anything um i tend to slightly disagree there just because i mean it was the emergence of cody Rhodes. like it it was the introduction of cody Rhodes, and i'm not saying that it was like the greatest cody Rhodes character but he definitely showcased a like they gave him a lot in that first run like they they did they gave them uh, him and DiBiase the tag titles. Orton had the heavyweight title there for a bit. Um, they were feuding with the Undertaker. Like let's let's also not forget that they were all feuding with the Undertaker and all had mania. Like they all had mania matches. Like I I I don't think that I don't think that Legacy's high on the board, but I think that they're definitely in the in the bottom five of this list. See, I would take them out because they honestly just felt like a bargain bin evolution to me. Uh, that was just the way it came across. I don't disagree there, but I, I, I think like looking looking back on it from today's perspective, I, I still I'm definitely keeping them in the bottom five. But I, I deserve to be on there. But that's my opinion. I just think with with legacy, it's almost like what they did with putting the revival with Randy Orton. Yeah. Like it, it yeah, it was just kind of like they're there and they're gone. See, but you also got something to do. Yeah, and it's like it, it, and I get like they, you know, that legacy might have like feuded with Undertaker, but you know, when you look back at the roster for 2014, I mean, you had some pretty you had some big time players. So if you weren't feeding with the undertaker or a top star, then uh, there might've been an issue. I don't know. It's just, see, I look at like 2010, especially where they were at as kind of a downtime of it, like 2009, 2010, 2011. 
I mean, let's not forget, like, Kozlov was in the main event at that point. Okay, well. And Santino was IC champion. Like, let's also remember that Santino, or, no, sorry, Santino was dressing like a girl. Listen, Santino, or whatever his name was, (laughs) he was over. Right, but but you get what I'm (laughs) saying. Like, you say all these big-time players, you have Vladimir Kozlov, Kali was just coming in, and we all know how much of a crapshoot that was. Like, there weren't that many big players at that point. If you're pushing Vladimir Kozlov. (laughs) Yeah, that was their attempt to have a less creepy Heidenreich. Well, let's 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 uh, uh, maybe leave that up in the air. But right to censor. I took them out. I do, too. Any any other ones that you have taken out there, buddy? I have the corporation out. I also took them out. Yeah. And uh, I took the Blue World Order out. So. I did take out the BWL. I also took out the Straight Edge Society. What? It, it, mm-hmm. I can see that because they were a cup of coffee. I feel like they never completely got off the ground. If you wanted to include a CM Punk stable at, at any point, like I would make the argument for the core a little bit more, even though it was a knockoff Nexus, but like, or not the core, but like the new Nexus or whatever he had going. But like, I, I don't, I don't think that any CM Punk led stable should be in it. I guess, um, I guess, I mean, maybe because I'm just more of a CM Punk, CM Punk mark than than anything else, so that's why I I don't mind their uh, the straight out society. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's fair, but like I, I I don't know, like I just I don't have very fond memories of them doing much of anything. No, they they were literally just a cup of coffee to me. I mean, yeah. it was the uh, weekly somebody's getting their head shaped segment. Yep. And, uh, you know, it, it just, it never translated. I, I can kind of agree with that, to be honest. Like, it, it was, it's definitely going to be a hard list to, um, I think, for me to fill out a little bit more because... You have to, like for me, factions weren't a big thing as I was getting older. So it's almost like like I I can definitely uh, um you know talk you know praise for for you know this some of these that are on this list, but uh it's almost like we might just need to come up with like a top four or top five. I agree because with that. But I can agree with top five. My uh, other hot take I was going to give you, I think it's a hot take, is I would take the brood out because it <laughs> devolves down. I know they are a very cool entrance, uh, but then <laughs> I just they devolved down into just Edge and Christian, which you know God knows you can't take anything away from them. They're fantastic. They're a great tag team, mm-hmm. but uh, if the brood would have stuck around, we wouldn't have had that. Uh, I just think that uh, you know, as great as 
it was for the entrance and the creep factor. I think Gangrel held back Edge and Christian, and that's why I would take uh, the Brood off of the list. Gangrel in his sorry, go ahead. No, well, I was just gonna say they're they're part of the they're part of the Ministry of Darkness, anyways, too. So that was that was gonna be my thing is that like I think I think my way of going to keep them in would be that they were part of the Ministry of Darkness for a cup of coffee. But I will say too that like I don't think Gangrel held them back. I think they tried to push Gangrel too much instead of Edge and Christian at the very beginning of it. And that's where I say where my held back comment comes in. Okay, okay, that makes where sense. Where they could have been pushed a little further in the beginning. They were so focused on Gangrel moving forward that, you know, Edge and Christian just sort of sat and were the blonde-haired guys in the background. Okay. So um, let's put it this way. Since we're going to do a top five, we'll do a top five. How about that? Um, my question is, who would you put on this list now that you did not see on that list. I would definitely include the Undisputed Era. I, I agree yeah. with that. I don't know if they'd be top I don't know if they'd be top ten, but they would definitely be somewhere in there. Yeah. Um them I would uh add uh the bullet club to it. Yeah, I, I would say maybe on an influential standpoint, but not the greatest, if that makes sense. Not the greatest, but what what the the reason why I would add them because what they've they've like transcended like pop culture in a sense where you can you see the mm-hmm. shirts everywhere, everywhere. Like so, would you, you walk down the say... street and you see it? Would you maybe say the elite then instead of the bullet club? That was actually my next call. Okay. Was the elite. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the elite would make a little bit more sense than um than just the bullet club itself. Okay, yeah. Better. Yeah, let's do the elite. Uh, I was also thinking Imperium, even though it's kind of, you know, it, not they haven't been around as long, but Walter and that core group is is yeah. they're they're pretty uh Damn, those guys can go. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm a big. I'm a big Marcel Bartel fan. I, I love the guy's look. I think he. Had, I think he has the makings to be like a real star somewhere. But WWE won't won't put him put him that way at all. Well, they they were together. Uh, Imperium was together in WXW, I believe, because I just read a news story about them taking their uh, their brand down that they were selling in England, uh, hmm. Ring Comp. So yeah. it was this group together in WXW. Oh. So Imperium has actually spanned several organizations. Okay, They're not a new group by any real sense of it. I don't know. I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd include them on my list. I do love them, but I don't know if they'd, be on mine just because you have Walter and like the other guys are good but they're not there you know what I mean like they haven't taken that next step as a group in my eyes but but Walter carries that group they would be my number 20 yeah okay I I, I can understand yeah. that yeah um, they would be very low on the list but I agree with yeah. them on the list yeah I can, I can For- see that Brad, do you have any 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 factions that you would add? 
I think that with mine, I would just like to see, uh, you know, maybe like the Heenan family, for example, uh, you know, whittled down to like a certain era mm-hmm. of their dominance. I mean, the Heenan family, I can't think of wrestling in the 80s and without early them. 90s without thinking of them. I mean, yeah, Mr. Perfect with them. I mean, Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair and Bobby Heenan together. That was insane. That was great. It was one of my favorite things to see. And then, I mean, Heenan with Andre. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just so many parts that you could put in. That would be my main thing. Uh, it's just whittling down some of these. Because, I mean, they had 43 members. I, I just looked this up across uh, their... <laughs> yeah. yeah, 1974 to 93, uh, they had a list of names that is just unbelievable. I mean, I can go through some of the highlights if you'd like. Yes, please. Uh, we got the Brain Busters of Arn and Tully. We got Adrian Adonis, Andre the Giant, Big John Studd, the Barbarian, Buddy Rose, Brooklyn Brawler, Harley Race, Haku, Hercules, uh, King Kong Bundy, Mr. Perfect, Paul Orndorff, uh, Ric Flair, Rick Rude, the Red Rooster, and there's some other ones that uh, don't really resonate as much. But that's a pretty decent stable to have yeah. over time. yeah. Um, I know I have, I have two written down now, um, that I would definitely include as well. Um, Team Extreme, Hardys and Lita. I, I think, I think you can't like, because of how their, their careers skyrocketed all three of them. I mean, Lita, multiple time women's champion, Matt Hardy, a multiple-time world champion. Jeff Hardy, multiple-time world champion. I think, and it all starts with Team Extreme. Um, sorry, I have three. Um, the Dudleys. And, and I mean, like, the original ECW heat-seeking, throwing shit at them all the time Dudleys. So, like, the Dudley family from ECW. The Dudley family, not the Dudley boys. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that that's I think that's one, and I know that this was a short stint, but I think the impact that they made during their time was absolutely incredible. The Radicals. Yeah, that is that is a good one. You have Perry not. Saturn, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit. Yeah, we said his name. So um, I, I think that I you saw the careers of those guys take off, and I really believe that they they belong at least in the top 15 of this list. Just because them coming in as the Radicals launched the career of Eddie Guerrero, launched the career of Chris Benoit. And I mean, Dean Malenko, to an extent, didn't re- have the same success, but he still was successful in the WWE. Yeah, I well, even, even um, when you... You know, top fashion, even like with TNA. I mean, they had uh, Aces and Eights. I and I was a big fan of Aces and Eights. I I know a lot of people hated it, especially towards the end. I get that. I was a big fan of the pre Bully Ray turn of Aces and Eights, teasing like continuously teasing the leader and stuff like that. I was a huge fan of it. Well, I also have a TNA faction uh, that I'd add uh, with Fortune. Uh, I was gonna say Files, yeah. Storm, Kazarian, Matt Morgan. I mean, 
those are some pretty heavy hitters in an mm-hmm. era when uh, TNA was rolling. And as for a WWE faction we missed, it was staring us right in the face. Uh, if you look over my shoulder, actually, the New Day. Oh, my God. Yeah. How can we not think of the New Day? I mean, they would have to be top 10. They would be my top five. I, I'm debating it. Like my list isn't set in stone yet, but I'm debating it. Like that—that's such a such a monumental money-making stable. Like let's put it that way. In the terms of money itself, they have marketed themselves to the moon. They're printing money at this point, and even yes. though they split them up across the brands, they're always going to be the new day. Whether it's right. Biggie and doing his thing and and Kofi and Woods on the other, I'll always think of them as the New Day. I mean, they even still do their podcast together. The New right. Day is easily, for me, a top five faction. What about, um, and this is another one I, I kind of just thought of um, when you said TNA. It's not a TNA stable, but it was right before he went there, Kurt Angle and the world's greatest tag team. This hurts yeah. me to put down a Pittsburgh boy, but I would not put that <laughs> up there. Uh, really? Yeah. I at least had it in my top 20. Like, I really thought that they had a good run. They had, a, they had, I mean, multiple time world uh, tag team champions. Kurt was world champion during that time. Like, I thought that they had a very successful run. If, if I had to put it with uh, some of the other factions that, that are going to be up in this list, I would say they would be in my top 25 okay i wouldn't put them i wouldn't put them in the top 20 because there's there's even some gentlemen that we're missing here honestly that uh you know we probably will think of after we're done recording this and say why didn't we bring up this one or that one so i mean you mean to tell me that we are missing the mexicals uh (laughs) yeah and the lwo And, uh, gentlemen, why haven't we even talked about the Spirit Squad yet? For a uh, hot minute, they were the <laughs> most hated act in WWE. To be there you fa- go. To be fair, they were the most hated act with Vince McMahon in the WWE. True. They dropped so shit true. on them, so. <laughs> they really did? They really did? All right, and, guys. I mean, yeah. We got it. Mean, we, we got it. We got to get to the point of where we narrow this down to five. Well, I, I personally think that probably number one, my number one, and I, I, I don't know if you guys want to do this collectively or all individually, but I just think. I was going to go pick by pick, five to one. That's how I was going to do it. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I guess I can, I'll go five. But I. I would put in uh, Dangerous Alliance as, as my number five. I will say I mean, did not make my cut. <laughs> only only because, well, obviously number one, Paul Heyman is, you know, an evil mastermind. Um, but what it did, I mean, you had, you know, you had Medusa, which people mm-hmm. or, or Lunch of Blaze. You had, you know, you had Rick Rude, you had Steve Austin, you had uh, Bobby Ian, you had like core guys that were like mainstream players or even that will eventually become mainstream players. 
that's a pretty solid group of individuals to be, especially for WCW. You guys are going to hate my list. Just looking at it now, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine. Throw it out there. Mine, uh, mine's definitely going to be panned. <laughs> so, do you want me just? Do you want me just keep going with my my list? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You know what? Do your list. Brad will do his. I'll do mine. So that way, you guys can hate on me to end, to end the show. Sounds good. <laughs> um. I. My next one would be the uh, the Hart Foundation. I think that's only because uh, Bret Hart is like my number one favorite wrestler of all time. Um, but I think what they did in that uh, amount of time is they they really showed like how much like the heel turn for for Bret, even though he was a heel, you know, in the early days when he first started with WWF. Just the the work that that he did, like ninety seven was to me is like his best year in his professional career. And absolutely, to, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah and just the storylines, yeah, the storylines that that they created with with him and between uh, and and Austin, all that kind of stuff, it definitely catapulted, um, you know, the, like the British Bulldog or even Owen Hart. Um, so it, they're they're my number four, but more. It's more because I just kind of have like a more sentimental, you know, feeling for for Bret Hart than anything else. I will um, say that that also did not make my top five. <laughs> but then I'm gonna go, uh, and I can honestly like two and three can be flipped either way. Okay, uh, it can go either or. Um, but I was kind of looking at it like for what it did, like for for the business. Mm-hmm. And that's the NWO and DX. Um, okay, I think if it if it wasn't for those two groups, then the Monday Night War, maybe professional wrestling at that time, wouldn't get as hot as it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, you had Stone Cold and stuff like that, but you needed something else than just you know Austin and The Rock and, and others. You needed those groups and. But when you have two huge factions for WCW and WWE, it's 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 gold. It's gold. Yeah. Uh, but number one to me will probably always be the Four Horsemen. Okay. Uh, it, it, it's when you think to me when you think of a stable, when you think of a faction, when you think of a group, whatever the case may be, you look at the history of wrestling. I'm always going to think of the Four Horsemen. I mean, how you had Ric Flair, who can. Not the best wrestler in the world, but he can put asses in seats, and just the the work that he does to put on the story is, is unbelievable. You had Arnon Tully, who is legit like textbook tag team wrestling, mm-hmm. and you have Barry Windham, who is the top worker probably in that time. I I don't think he probably gets as as much credit as he probably does deserve because of the things that he's done over the years with him being like a stalker gimmick in WWF. I just think Barry Windham in that time frame was probably at least your top five worker in, in, in the business. It's, it's weird to say, but like Barry Windham's kind of the Owen Hart of the Hart foundation to be fair. Yeah. I, I can absolutely agree with that. Like it, it's, it's crazy to think about it when you think like that, because like Owen's regarded so highly by like, the smart marks, like, let's be frank, but like, 
outside of that, they're like, oh, yeah, the Blue Blazer? Like, no, no. Like, when you go watch Owen matches, especially before WWF. Go watch Owen matches. That man yeah. can put on a show, and he can work. Like, I play I, – I, I know I've mentioned this before, but I play a game um, called TEW, and I did a 1987 save. And the first person I signed when he debuted in the game was Owen Hart. Like <laughs> – I made sure to snatch him up really quick and he put on tremendous matches for me. And that's just in a video game, let alone real life. Like that man can, that man could go and he was taken way too early. And, and, and it's, I, I I like your list. I will say that you will still (laughs) all hate mine. (laughs) I'm well, well, I mean, you're, you're a young blood, so I don't know. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely going to show, but I'm uh, Brad. Well, what, what's what's your top five? Yes. Well, being the old guy, I'm definitely not going to be as uh, young, but I do have a pretty generational spanning list. Uh, my mm-hmm. top or my number five is the Heenan family from '90 to '92. That's when you had Ric Flair, you had Mister Perfect, the Barbarian, Haku, and Rick Rude were uh, running that, rough. Right? Uh, not 90 and 90 or not 90 to 92. Okay. Uh, he was a year or so earlier. Okay. Uh, so that would be my number uh, five because I mean, every, they had a hand in everything, every main story going on at the time they were there. Uh, so, so question, question, because I am, I am the younger guy and I've, I've seen, I've seen Heenan family stuff. Don't get me wrong, but like Heenan family in WWF was pretty much just to foil Hulk Hogan. Like that was that was their primary goal was to be the foil of Hulk Hogan. For the most part, yes. And then you had uh guys like Perfect that were running the uh mid card right. with getting the IC and really sort of going at that. They were really going at a, any fan favorite really. They were just there to piss off the crowd. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I just I just wanted to make sure I clarified because I know that we're gonna have people that are my age listening, people of your guys' age listening. So making sure that we break down. And I'm not calling – Justin, I see that smirk. I'm not calling you freaking old. I'm just saying that you're older than I am, and there is a generational gap there of people that Justin, might not know the Heenan family. I'm uh, Justin, you're what, 31? Uh, no, 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 no. I, uh, I'm 36. Oh, fuck. Oh, I'm the old guy now, so <laughs> yeah, welcome I'm, I'm to the, middle age. I'm the young boy. <laughs> I will so, be so, so how old are you, Brad? I'll be 39 as of Friday. Oh, so. oh well. Happy early birthday. Oh, well, Thank happy, you. Happy yes. early birthday. Yes. So uh, I'll have a shot. For you. <laughs> absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely down for that. Uh, yeah, but uh, now being, being the old guy, uh, you know, I do think back to that time. Then early 90s was like my real like i could watch it without my parents sitting around and uh you know sort of when they let me go to really sort of enjoy it so the heenan family was definitely there uh justin this one is probably gonna upset you a little bit because my number four and this wasn't just the play was the four horsemen because honestly i didn't know about them until i was a little bit older and they don't leave that memory like, uh, you know, the Heenan family or my other picks do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I appreciate them now 
But if I think if I grew up with them, if I had actually seen their body of work as I was growing up a wrestling fan, they would be much higher on the list. I get it. I understand every reason why you put them at number one. And uh, I fully, fully appreciate that. But uh, so hopefully that does higher. Okay, I was going to say if I... I'm going to go out pissing everybody off. So, <laughs> no, that'll be me. I'm going to piss everybody off. I, Justin, you can call me the better half after this Joker leaves. So, yeah, no, <laughs> I said it from day one that I'm not the better half. I don't know what I, I don't know why he keeps saying that. <laughs> well, because I needed I needed something for you. <laughs> now it's not going to be anything. I'm going to be the fake razor and diesel of this podcast come next time. So. <laughs> I'm going to take some Sharpies and draw my forearms and, uh, you know, have some tattoos there. And, and there we go. Fake razor and diesel. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but my number three uh, is the NWO, the OG run with six that we had talked about. Okay. Uh, because they were everywhere. Uh, I was in high school when this was happening. And uh, I always cite a trip to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, that my family took when we were down there in the gift shops, when everybody was printing their own tees and everything, NWO shirts were everywhere. Mm -hmm. They were on the main parkway of uh, Gatlinburg. They were in every window. They were right up there with the Austin 316s. So I put that for that jump. As my number three, uh, you know, they were in the smaller of the organizations and yeah, they had their 82 or 83 weeks of beating WWE, but uh, they transcended and they went above and beyond. So mm-hmm. that lands them in the center. Uh, my number two is a little bit different. Uh, they are more recent. I am going with the elite because... Okay. Elite has revolutionized uh, modern wrestling, I think, yes. by bringing so, AEW to be. Uh, you know, they used the Bullet Club as a launching pad, and that brought them the awareness. And uh, mm-hmm. just to see Cody, you know, build himself up and the Bucks and everybody build themselves up basically from, from not much to being the talk of the town, that to me earns them that number two spot. Okay. So. And my number one is uh, is Degeneration X because I mean you got the longevity, you've got the careers, you've got everything around them. You know you can't see Triple H or Shawn Michaels without thinking about that. And even you know going to football, watching people score touchdowns and throwing up that X yeah. and uh, the crotch chops and everything. I mean that's huge. I mean transcending I- is one thing, DX is another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I think I did the crotch chop today at work, so it, it's definitely. <laughs> I used to do it, it, it in my. Go ahead, sorry. No, I'm just saying it, it definitely. You know, after all these years, yes, I, I mean, yes, a 36 year old man is still doing their crotch chop at work. But I mean, hey. I was doing it in like elementary school, um, and the thing is, too, is like even. Even even the whole the whole reuniting thing when they did the whole X thing on Raw back in like 05. I'm I was part of a bowling league and me and my buddies, anytime we would get a strike, we'd throw it up and, and we and we'd high five this way. 
like that way, or we did the crotch chops and everything like that when we got screwed over. And and it's, they definitely revolutionized the business and and like transcended the business. If there was any, if there was ever a time where a faction really did like transcend wrestling, it was, it was DX and the NWL. Like that was, that was literally it. And um, is there anything, is there anything else that you want to say on yours before we jump into mine? I oh uh, just I hate your list already and uh, <laughs> see you never again. <laughs> there's only one there. Or, well, there's two. Goodbye. There's two. There's two factions on mine that were not mentioned yet. OK, so they were covered. Um, I had at number five. I was going to put the elite, but because you did put the elite in yours, I'm going to put the new day in mine. I, I, I had I had the elite in new day and I was like. We'll see if he says one of them. If he says one of them, I'll cross out the other. <laughs> okay. It's not that. Okay, you're starting out. It's not that bad. Five is yeah, okay. like, I'll, I, I'll take it. In, in modern wrestling, that is the pinnacle of, of popularity. In my opinion, that is the pinnacle of popularity in yeah. today's world of wrestling. I mean, they have their own podcast. Xavier Woods and his Twitch stream are massive, his YouTube channel. Um, and, and, you know, the, the up, up, down, down title and everything like that, just, just the outside success that they've had because of being the new day, I think is absolutely massive, which then translates to their popularity in the ring. And so I think that those guys do a really good job of blending that, that reality, that reality versus wrestling kind of thing. And, and I, I, to me, the new day top five. Um, okay. Number four is the other one that you guys have not mentioned yet. I got to go with the shield. I, I, I think, I think the shield is a top five faction for the success of all of the players involved alone. And not to mention that when everybody hated Roman reigns, the shield got him cheered. Yes, I can. <laughs> yeah. I can't like, argue that. I mean, the They're power huge. of the They're shield huge. turned Roman Reigns into a proper baby face. <laughs> and then he's finally now getting that heel run. <laughs> and doing really, really damn good work of it, too. Oh, my God. I love it. I love his it's heel run. Best. He's the only reason I watch SmackDown now. <laughs> Once he's off yeah. the screen, I turn it off. But, like, when he's on it, I'm like, oh, I got to watch. <laughs> yeah, he's doing um, some really good work. Number three, um, I don't have a lot of experience with watching them. Again, um, I'm I'm 26. I did not grow up with these guys at all. But going back and watching them, the Four Horsemen at number three. um, Truly, they are the reason that factions are a thing. I I truly believe that they are the reason that factions are so successful nowadays. And and to see them have like a kind of like a modern, a modernized version in, in, in AEW with like FTR being the brain busters and, and stuff like that. And, you know, you have Cody who is the, the good looking smarmy kind of champion and, and stuff like that. Like you see iterations of it and you've seen iterations of it throughout the generations that the, the wrestling has been around. So I think even though I don't know a lot from them, you have to put them on there. They revolutionize what it means to be a faction, what it means to be a group in wrestling. So I have them at number three. Number two, Degeneration X. Um, growing up, DX was 
I mean, I was a WWE kid. I, I didn't watch WCW very much outside of Goldberg um, because, again, I was four and didn't really, really know what work rate was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, DX was – they were it. They were the faction of the WWE. Um, you had – you had Austin and Rock at the top, and then you had DX doing everything else on the show. Like, from taking a tank to WCW to, you know, the, the it was nation. A Jeep. It was a Jeep. It wasn't a tank. Well, uh, yes, the Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, school. But, <laughs> but taking, taking that to WCW and trying to break into the show um, to the, the corporation skits, um, even when they got back together later, later in the two thousands, you know, Shawn Michaels and, and triple H still parroting Vince and Shane. And I, I think that that's, that's a, that's a faction that transcends time as a wrestling, as a wrestling fan. They, they're always entertaining, always controversial, always going to be there. And then at well, number they, one, they, well, they, let me just say they weren't entertaining when they came back for Saudi Arabia. No. That one I will say, um, I still have yet to watch that match just because I don't want to see how bad it is. Uh, I have yet to see it. No, I refuse. It has my favorite wrestler in it and The Undertaker, and I, no. Yeah, it's just best to never, ever, 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 ever watch that. It it doesn't exist to me, to be fair. Good. Good. (laughs) Anything that happens to Saudi stays there. Yeah, Saudi's its own canon. You know, it's like the multiverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah true, true. That is true. Um, number one for the turn itself, the NWO. The Hogan turn itself revolutionized wrestling. It, 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 was, it was the thing that broke WWF for 82 weeks. 82. I mean, is it 80? Okay, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but it but it did it, it broke it, it broke wwe like it broke its hold that it had on the masses and you know it it might not have always been the most compelling storylines in 99 and 2000 but that initial run with hall nash and hogan that it it literally created mainstream news yeah it created mainstream buzz mainstream news because who would have thought that Mr. Red, White, and Blue would go to the black and white? You know, it, you nobody knew that was coming. Nobody knew that was coming. And, and they swerved, they swerved the business, and and it was the best heel turn I think that you could have had ever, in my opinion. Oh, it, oh, it was, it was gold. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I obviously growing up watching wrestling, I was you know a huge Hulk Hogan fan. And even when he came into WCW, because I would, you know, I would always watch WCW as well. But just to see him when he came over and stuff, and then he did that turn like that night. I remember it like vividly when it happened. I was like, I was shocked. I was shocked because I never ever would have thought that he would ever do that. And when mm-hmm. he did it, I was my mind was just blown. And I was all for it though, because I was still a fan. But it, it was it's insane, like what they did. And I mean. Granted, like, you know, the whole too sweet thing that's, you know, was a click thing. But really, you kind of do put that with NWO. Whenever someone does it, I just do think of, like, the NWO. 
Um, yeah, that, and then I remember my my friend. You're talking about the t-shirts, but my friend would legit just like get buy white t-shirts and mm-hmm. take a sharpie and would just draw the shirt because he was an artist, so he would make the shirt and then he would sell them. And he would sell them for five bucks, and kids around the school were wearing homemade NWO shirts because it was that popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Ooh. the one thing with like DX and NWO, like they. They literally took on their own pop culture life. Same with the Elite and the Bullet Club. They took on their own kind of pop culture life. So, like all of these lists, all of these te- all of these factions that we have listed, took on a life of their own in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, you know what, Damien? That wasn't really that bad of a list. Yeah, yeah well, I, I hate to say it, but I didn't hate it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't know. I thought it was going like, to be worse as I was writing it down, and then I went back and redid it because I was like, hey, "Come on now." <laughs> I, I, I you can like, you, Yeah, you, I guess you'll be with us for another week. Oh, thank God. It's How a- else am I going to pay? How else am I going to pay my bills? <laughs> I mean, really, it's just because neither of us know how to record. So, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm just a tech guy, I guess. <laughs> we, we need a tech guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you know, yeah, we need that. Um, I yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind our list. I, I think that we we all uh, had some a good top five. Um, I, I'm very like like you said, Damien. I'm very curious to see what the listeners would uh, put down for their top five. Yeah, don't um, do your top so, twenty. Do your top five now. Yes, top <laughs> top five. Uh, I would love you know once this tweet goes out for the release of the the episode, I would love for everyone to uh, to tweet us back with and reply back to us with their top five. Um, so I'm very curious, very curious because there, like you said, there might be some a faction out there that we don't even remember. Yeah, that you know this it's a possibility because I mean we're we're stuck with knowing the uh, the factions that, that are always talked about. Yeah, we'll probably forget about some that really kind of you know hit it out of the ballpark. But we'll have to see. We'll we'll have to wait and see. You know, like the Road Warriors, if you include Heidenreich. Oh Oh, boy! boy. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where you get booted off the show. All right, guys. (laughs) On that note, (laughs) (laughs) it's been real. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Just. Just uh, just let me know how I'm supposed to publish this is on YouTube, and then we'll uh, call it a day. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Contractual for... obligations. You know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to hold out like Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so... like, we didn't even talk about the Million Dollar Corporation. I'm just throwing that out there. We didn't. Or I did mention in jest the Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> yes, you did. You did. Uh, well, you said, there is. There's so many. Yikes! Yikes! Well, good listings. Good list, guys. I, I think that's a good list for from yeah, all hey, three hey. of us. Hey, look at us. Good for us. Good for a us. Round of applause. A round of applause. I'll clap that for shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For sure. For sure. For sure. So. Um, I don't have anything else added to this. I mean, no, I think we're good on this. I think it's time to wrap this puppy up. So I'm just going to say, hey, you know what? Again, find us on Twitter uh, at Worst Wrestling and uh, Instagram, the Worst Wrestling Podcast. Um, 
I'm the one that kind of is the steer head for the, the Twitter and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So um, if you have issues, you contact me, not not Brad or, or Damien. I'll take the heat. for. Everybody. I mean, I, I don't care. You can contact me all you want. <laughs> no, don't contact me. <laughs> don't contact Brad. We don't. Brad does not want the contest. Contact Dean. No. Brad's Brad's just here so he won't get fined. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm the heel of this group. I don't need your contact. There, he's he's the one there. with the blue check mark. Yeah, that's he's, right. He, yeah, you know what? He's the verified one. Go ruin his reputation. <laughs> I'm <a lot laughs> because of that check mark. <laughs> All right, so, Dustin, so Brad, where, 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 can everybody, where can everybody find you to yell at you? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put myself over like Rover here. First of all, you can find me personally at Pedersen Reports on Twitter. That's spelled P-E-D-E-R-S-E-N Reports. Remember, it's all E's for Pedersen. Uh, and then after you do that, give my buddies at Wrestle Rumble on Twitter and Instagram a follow. They're at Wrestle Rumble. We have one hell of a contest coming up for after survivor series it's the when worlds collide just a buck bell giveaway we've got four winners in our first prize we had this custom made just for this giveaway since they don't give or sell replicas yet we have the aew championship belt that we're giving away this sucker is four plates deep it weighs about 15 pounds and it could be yours Second prize is the original NXT Big X Championship belt. We want you to get in and try to win that. After that, we got the original ECW World Heavyweight Championship as a giveaway. And then the fourth prize, which I think could easily be a first prize, is the NWA Heavyweight Championship belt. For just a buck, get your name in the hat. You could be walking away with a big chunk of gold. Uh, follow them at Wrestle Rumble. Follow me, Pedersen Reports, P E D E R S E N Reports. And I am over. <laughs> uh, you the can most follow me on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. You can follow me at Damien underscore Miller, D A M I A N underscore Miller on the Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram at dmiller139. And heck, follow my Twitch, twitch.tv backslash dmiller139, where if, you are, if you're listening to this on Monday, I will have just completed a 24-hour gaming marathon for Children's Miracle Network. So pray for me, because I'm going to need it. <laughs> Beautiful. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And and again, you can uh, you can find this podcast on, on Apple Uh Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all those fine applications that you listen to your podcast. Um, but when you're there, please subscribe to us. Leave us a rating. Leave us five stars. It would greatly appreciate it. It would definitely help us uh, venture up the the charts of the podcasting world. So um, what is it? Okay, DDP sign over there. There we go. <laughs> Two sweets. And can we get a boom type thing going on as well? So. Um, <laughs> there you go boom <laughs> so uh <laughs> that is awesome so so until then um damien take us out man till then what you gonna do when the worst wrestling podcast runs wild on you brother <laughs> <laughs>